Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they are doing curbside delivery and buy one, get one deals that are really, really good. I'm joined from spectacular Hendersonville, Tennessee, by Ramon Foster. It's the man cave, right? I see a sign there behind you that says man cave. You want to peek? There it is. Look at that. Man cave. Authentic man with cave. the Steelers logo in it. What's yes. down there? What's down there? What's I down there? Big fancy chairs. My oh, yeah, you got sign. you got you got some bubble hockey going on there. I yeah, see. Yeah, I do got uh, air hockey. Oh, you got paint. air hockey and bubble hockey. You just couldn't make see, up your mind. You see the shuffleboard <laughs> in the back, also. I like it. Yes, like man. It. Yes, yes, like yes, yes. I'm indeed. not. I'm not seeing a lot of plasma going on there, though. Where's the televisions? Ah, uh, you ready? All right, go ahead. Oh! <laughs> no. With my helmets down there. Wow, with, with some live NBA playoffs from the, speaking yeah. of the bubble going on here. Speaking uh, of the bubble. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit of football here. Um, I, I was speaking via the Zoom call when I was over at Heinz Field last week with Vance McDonald, and he – uh, as, as you well know, was is Ben's locker mate over on the south yeah. side. So there may be, maybe, maybe a little tighter than most would be with yeah. Ben, I guess, to some extent, because he's right there. Yeah. And he just glowed about Ben's competitive fire and spirit. And he said, well, I'm, I'm not saying he didn't have that before. So he's kind of watched himself yeah. the way he words it. But I know that – You've seen it before that when Ben yeah. finds something special that pushes his button, he does go to another level. A hundred percent. And that's, that's what I've been kind of alluding to a lot of this offseason with him. Ben is that guy that you can put him in a corner or just say, you can't, he's a kid. You can't. Okay. Watch me. You know, like, like <laughs> going through some of his, his past like situations that whether he's been suspended or injury or, the stuff that we went through in Cincinnati or just throwing, How about throwing five picks against Jacksonville? Do you remember that? Yeah. And, he's, and he was standing there in front of us in the locker room saying, I'm washed up. I'm done. Remember that? Yeah. I'm I washed do. up. I'm done. I do remember that. And then you, you couple that with the injury last year. Okay. It's one thing about an injury, too. It's something you can't control. So the fact is you can't control it, that means the next time you get an opportunity to be in control, you do just that. Oh, yeah. You embrace it. You embrace it. And that's what I'm saying a, a lot out of Ben. I've seen this guy, okay? Like, when, we, when he was suspended that one time, I think we went three and one. And, of course, you always – everybody loves the backups or, or think, okay, well, let's, let's move. Is it time? And we saw Ben come in and play a tremendous year on top of sending us to the uh, Super Bowl that year. Okay, like you put him in a box or his back against the wall. The, the years that we had um, the number, like top five offenses, you know, it was a lot of stuff that was going on with, with, with Ben. And let's say the offensive coordinator was like, okay, well, it's my show. Let me show you what I can do. Okay, like he was in the offense nucleus, but the plays that Ben was making with his receivers or his checks at the line of scrimmage or just playing Ben ball, okay. <laughs> he knew how to make it happen. So as much as Vance was glowing earlier to you, that's because he's seeing what I've seen Ben do. Like, there's a switch, okay? 
last year, I think, was that switch for him. Coming to practices in his flannel and boots and, and he yeah, had, yeah. like, his kid with him and stuff like that. Like, he didn't like not being able to participate. You know, and, and, and of course. Well, what is it this year? Is, what is it this year, though, Moan? What is it? Is just the fact that he's it? been out a while? That, you know, yeah, he, some, some clown uh, yesterday on national TV was saying that the Steelers have the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North. <laughs> I know, I know. I was setting you up there. But, but yeah, that, I don't even remember the dude's name, and I wouldn't share it if, I, if it was in some national. I want to say it was on ESPN. Not anyone, not anyone, not anyone we've heard of, but someone just, he just comes on there and he just like, he's going through like Joe Burrow, who's never taken a snap in the NFL and he's going to spend half the season on his back with that offensive yeah. line there. Anyway, so, but is, is that, is that what it is with Ben? Just that he's been gone a while? The fact that he's 38, the whatever. Yeah, it's, it's all of that, man. Ben is aware. He's in a very, he's a very aware type of guy. Whether he's saying he doesn't know how to play spades and you sit him down at the table, he knows how to play. Why? Because he's seen it somewhere. <laughs> he hears the chatter or I think somebody called the AFC North the, uh, the Heisman, uh, Heisman quarterback. Heisman, yeah. You know the Heisman League or the Heisman North, whatever they want to call it. Like, okay, well, let me show you why. I'm excited, man, for a lot of different reasons. Like, I'm in Nashville, but I am watching everything, Okay. Javon Hargrave, straight shooter, in addition to being a really good football player, yeah, was signed by the Philadelphia Eagles, as you well know, to a really nice contract. Really, Casey Hampton is probably envious of that. <laughs> that is a nice contract for a nose tackle, well. and, and he deserved it. And he did. And so he's talking to Philadelphia reporters. This is the day after the ink is dry. And they ask him a whole bunch of questions. And one of them, and this is part of what we do, is, you know, were there any other teams that were in the mix? And he mentions a couple teams. One of them was Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I think that surprised a lot of people that because I think there had been this perception all along that Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin had both just kind of punted on, on, on keeping him. Yeah. But for them to – I don't know what the Steelers would or could have offered – given their yeah. cap position. But if they were in the conversation, that tells me, Moan, that they really valued him and what yes. he brought. And he is not to be lightly dismissed or discarded by no. anyone and his loss. So you being an interior guy opposite him in practices and everything else here, how much will he be missed? We talk so much about the positives and the positives, but is this maybe a, a a problem for the Steelers' defensive line. It, it could be. And the reason I say could is because Hargraves had a whole lot of youth. And not only just that, but he could play. He was a 3-4 nose tackle. He is. Right. Or whatever he is going to be in Philly. But he could play four down ball. He's a guy that when you needed to play, he's able to make a play over your center or crossing over to the guards. Like, going against Hargraves some days in practice made me be like, okay, I got to sharpen this up this week. Like, because he would do a move and he's so subtle. He and gets his, past you. Yeah. His, and he's a lot quicker than what he's supposed to be, okay? Not in the sense that he's slow, but, like, a D-tackle, the way he moves, he moves within two, three yards like a linebacker almost. Like, okay. he's that quick and his body leverage and his lower body power is, is very much, like, a, a, a huge factor in just his overall play. The reason I won't say, you know, it's a position that can't be filled is because I won't 
disrespect Tyson that way. I know Tyson. I know what Tyson's going to bring to the table also. If Tyson is a guy, which I think he should be. He uh, is. Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin has said so. He, Ty, Tyson okay. Alolo is the nose tackle. So I had a conversation with him last week. We were just uh, DMing each other on social media. And mm-hmm. I say, hey, man, you double-digit years in this, in this league right now. You need to be having vet days. And he, he replied <laughs> back like, no, no, no. I got a whole lot to prove still. I can't be taking off days. So that says a lot about what's to be expected or what he knows that position needs from him also. Okay, but is that position is that position going to have a different look? Because they have different skill sets. Tyson is a guy who's been a really good run stopper. He's not necessarily yeah. the guy that you think of as being the guy that's going to make great penetration and, and get sacks. Some of the, 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 the splash plays that we saw from Javon might not be there. But can he be a sufficient run stopper? And the Steelers in the 3-4, he – Whoever the nose tackle is, and yeah. Vinny, prim- Vinny primarily have to stop the run. Vinny's yeah. really, really good at it, but he's not going to do it alone. Yeah, no, I, I say that um, that that position will be filled just fine. Okay. There might be those one or two plays that Hargraves made. It's like, how did he make that TFL? I can see in my head time and time again him swimming the, the, the center or guard to make a TFL in the backfield or pressing the run so that the outside backer can make a tackle. Like, I visually see that in my head. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's, that part right there is something that's probably got to be dealt with or we might not see a whole lot of. But, but the can, overall – sorry, go ahead. But I, I think the overall play should still be very good because there's a savvy guy at that position. The savvy guy could also be used differently, though, couldn't he? Like, let's say, for example, if you say, all right, look, we know Cam can get back there. We know Tuit can get back there. Yeah. So maybe, and I'm not going to suggest that, you know, we're going to have big snack part two here because Tyson's not, no, nobody's nah. that player. Actually, I don't know that anybody's that player left in the national football league anymore, but can, can you, can you take a different approach in there and just say, look, we're just going to see how many blockers he can tie up no. and send 97 or 91 back there. I think the thing they're going to run into it, which hopefully is not a liability to it, but if you're in those situations where you have a run-heavy team, let's say like a Jacksonville or Tennessee Titans for that matter, okay? Okay. Putting in, okay, if Tyson is not getting it done as far as run stopping, we got to see what Dan's doing. Dan got re-signed again, okay? Dan McCullers. I knew who you were only, talking about, but uh, I was making that uh, face for a different reason. The, the, the only, the only <laughs> issue is with Dan is if Dan gets caught up in a no huddle on the field. It just Let's goes too it, fast for him. He doesn't, get his goes feet, he doesn't get low enough. That and just the, the, the burst of being able to rush the passer. Like, you can push the pocket, okay, but a center most days can hold the point until the ball is out or – I would say that, but you got Cam into it, and you got Bud and TJ on the other end flushing it out. Dan has to step up. If Tyson is not going to be a run-stopping guy, which I think he's capable, Dan has to step up. But also, Dan's got to be well-conditioned, which it looks like it in the pictures I've seen, uh, like he's dropped more weight and stuff like that. I, I think Dan will be able to do the job, too. And I'm forgetting about the second-year guy in Isaiah Bugs, but we'll see. I hadn't heard too much, but we'll see what comes out no, of that he's having he's having a good camp, Moan. I, 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 I think you're going to find out that he's going he's gonna to get on the field uh, more than he did uh, last year, um, especially. I mean, right now we don't know what the status is of Chris Wormsley, of course, the veteran that they picked up from Baltimore. Yeah. He's, been, he's been on and off the field here uh, in the early going, but there are options there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think Tyson gets it done. The thing they'll be missing is probably those explosion plays across the middle where it's like, well, who made the tackle? No, it was Javon Hargraves that made the tackle for loss. You and I have discussed before, including just informally and just like casual football talk, the similarities between the Ravens and the Steelers are maybe more than any either side would like to admit. Yeah. So the Ravens go out and they sign Earl Thomas and they commit a, a zillion dollars to him and a big portion yeah. of their cap hit and everything else. And he does something they don't like mm-hmm. training camp, something that presumably this, you know, this is John Harbaugh's decision all, almost entirely mm-hmm. that John Harbaugh doesn't like that he feels might mess with the rest of his room. And they just cut him. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking to myself, man, there can't be a handful of teams, not in the NFL, in all of professional sports that would make a move like that. But I'm thinking that two of them are Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Well, we've shown it for sure. Yes, you um, have. That's why I said it. <laughs> we've shown it. And sometimes, you know, the if the headache outweighs the talent, for whatever reason that team is is pushing, is is thinking their trajectory is as far as their their season to come, uh, then you got to find a way to release that. And that's that's what they have done a guy like Earl Thomas who's a a I think a hall of famer he's definitely proved to be one of the best safeties in in recent history um he had to have done a lot and I know some people that were around that organization just there were certain things that went on like leaving practice early not showing up to meetings the riffraff between teammates became too much and I heard somebody say too like this is the Lamar that's the Lamar train in Baltimore anybody that wants a bigger shine than him cannot be left unguarded. They cannot be left in that building to do what they want to because they're still building his confidence as he grows a pro. And the other side of that is if you have something that's happening on the other end of the ball defensively, which Baltimore is known for, you got to cut ties. That's it. I mean, they they didn't – I just – I have a hard time – occasionally conveying to readers whenever things like this happen about the value of dynamic uh, in a, in a locker room. Yeah. And, uh, and of leadership, but also the, the chemistry that's involved a lot of, I mean, a lot of casual observers, I think to professional sports are just going to roll their eyes at that stuff in general. And yeah. think it's just like a video game. Just put him out there, man. He's a great player. Don't worry about it. Just <laughs> worry about what he brings you on Sundays. But what he brings you on Sundays is affected by all that, isn't it? I mean, not just yes. Earl Thomas, but, any, but anybody who's – I'm being general here. Anybody who's a problem yeah, uh, or causes and then, problems to the rest of the room. Yeah, and then you got to look at, like – I put this in my article. The NFL is what have you done for me lately, Lee? Mm-hmm. Meaning, think about his last game, the last game against the Titans. Like, there was an ongoing joke on social media that he was the lead blocker for uh, Derrick Henry. You look at that, then you look at, of course, because we've gone through it too, his personal off-the-field stuff early this year. Yes, that's a personal matter. But there was a gun involved, allegedly. It made national headlines. We saw all of that. And then you got a place that's like Baltimore that feels they have a good thing going. You've had a few incidents that we know of publicly. Can you imagine for them to cut him what's privately gone on? Yeah. Yeah. And this is also something that I wasn't too much in agreement with, but I understand it. They have a leadership council. 
And that leadership council is comprised of players. And they'll meet with the coaches, I guess, front office management. But for them, your leaders on that team to say, this ain't a good look for us. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Get him out. That says a lot. And uh, as great as he is, I'll never say he's a bad player. I don't know him personally. But that aspect of, like, your team leaders, I'm guessing, are Ronnie Stanley, uh, Calais probably even at this point. Even though he's new, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got Lamar in that group possibly. I don't know who everybody is, but your superstars are probably in that group. I don't even it, – it's a lot to, to, to digest. But that without, – without asking you to, to, to get into, you know, nitty-gritty stuff from Steelers or whatever as it related, but, but was that was, – is, was slash is there a similar dynamic in place in Pittsburgh where there's a leadership group? And then Mike Tomlin will, will, will say, hey, guys, what's up with this? How do you feel about this? Yeah, so we technically didn't have a leadership group. There were some guys, of course, that are leaders in that building. You had Jabin, you had Pounce, you had Joe Hayden, you had Cam. Myself was one of those guys. Vinny's mm-hmm. one of those guys. You know who the guys are. Yeah. Okay? So with that being said, if there's an issue coming in, one thing I commend Coach Tomlin on was this. He never left doubt on anything. He would speak to guys privately about an issue. I'm sure Ben had more of those conversations than, say, I did or maybe Vinny did. But – if there wasn't issues, our, one of our biggest issues, Coach T brought it to the forefront. You know, when Antonio left, that whole thing. And I remember to this day, Coach Drake was the one that started the whole thing off. You know, and he broke it down to us. And Coach Tomlin, like, followed it up uh, the next day because there was more conversation going on because, you remember, we had incident after incident. And in one week, and Coach Tomlin actually put it on the front street for everybody to, to, to know what was going on. And that was something I commend him on because if you're right-minded, you correct it. And it also cuts the chatter out on what everybody is thinking also. So Mm. as best as he could, he handled it as best as anybody, any coach in any sports could have handled it, man. Coach Drake, of course, being the late Daryl Drake, the former wide receivers coach who passed away during training camp in Latrobe. A year ago, um, I'd never mm-hmm. heard that he was the one that was the, the first to address the team. That's actually that's that's beautiful in its own way, considering considering his own relationship with AB and the wide receiver. Exactly, and yeah. you know, it was it was just one of those things before it it really took off. He said yeah, yeah. something, and then another incident happened, and Coach T just brought it in front of everybody. Okay, your uncle said something to you yesterday, and there's still more. There's still chatter. Okay, now <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I got to take this on. Okay, this is what we're doing, and this is how it's going to be. And it was <laughs> – that was a crazy event, okay? And it's, just oh. it, It's so funny how for as many years as I've covered the team and I've asked the question, who's the leader on this team? Who's the leader on this team? The answer is never different. It's always, <laughs> always, always Coach T. Coach T, Coach T, Coach T. Yes. No matter the players have changed, the faces have changed, yeah. Hall of Famers have come and gone, and they will yeah. still give you the same answer. They know who's the leader of that team. A hundred percent. And that's what I'm sure was dealt with in uh, Baltimore. Like when I saw it was a comment that Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh said, Fights happened in camp, but this lasted too long. I knew then 
it was over for for Earl Tom. Like there's there's more that was going into it that we probably will never know. But the fact that he said that publicly, that was the last thing for him, man. And he's yet to be picked up, but I'm sure he'll have his pick of the litter too. I would think so. Okay.